Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's an exciting time of the year for bowling. That's right, bowling. And without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on that action. I'm going to get in on that action. And we have the best place for you to go, my bookie, for the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot. Try Parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, Parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit two grand right now, you get an extra grand in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV, that's capital BLV, to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code is BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie win get paid yes sir we promised you a great gorgeous girl very classy the maker of champions Andre the China WrestleMania everyone has a price ladies and gentlemen it is electric who's the man your fight is here I am Stewie Griffin and this is 5050 booking and I wish you could just shut your big yapper you just made the list Episode 176 of the O Show presented by Belly Up Sports. Remember to follow Belly Up Sports on the Twitter at, you guessed it, Belly Up Sports. The return of 50-50 booking. Sort of. It's nice to see the 50-50 booking group chat name on the top of our Skype call, boys. Hunter Shelton, Barkley Truax in the house. How are we doing? How's the quarantine cycle been for you all so far? It's boring, but we're back. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the best answer we could give. We're talking WrestleMania 36 live and sold out from the Performance Center. We got Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, which is honestly a pretty exciting matchup, a great storyline for, for an undercard match. Definitely for the, the build that, you know, they did before uh, they had to move it to the Performance Center, but it, I feel like that's one of the one stories that they've been able to consistently tell since they've moved to the Brooklyn. Uh, for a while, we didn't think we were going to get the match. Uh, I think they were thinking about doing some tag team match. That was the rumor. And I don't know. It's, it's good to see them uh, get to do. I mean, when, it, w- when did this start? Like October, oh, November? The whole Otis, Mandy Rose storyline where they were going to go on a date on Valentine's Day and then Dolph Ziggler was there to uh, sweep in for the kill and... What Otis was late, so she thought she uh, he stood her up or something, and now they're having a one-on-one at match at Mania. Is, is Mandy a heel in this, or do you think there's going to be like a big spin at WrestleMania? Who knows? But I mean, could you think of a better build to a match? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're watching uh, what is it, Randy Orton versus Edge right now. I think that's been the best build-up in a long time for any match on any pay-per-view that WWE's provided us. I mean, they're getting deep, and, and, you know, it's getting personal. Randy RKO'd Beth. You know, you can't put your hands on another man's wife and expect it not to be personal enough and for it not to be a good story. When was the last time we really saw... I mean, I guess Randy Orton RKO'd Nia Jax at the Rumble last year, but before that, it was basically the whole Randy Orton Triple H storyline like 10, 11 years ago. It was the last time, like, Randy Orton, like, RKO'd a woman... It's nice that we have multiple times of this happening, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 100%. In 2020, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to see that again. Uh, that's probably the biggest match, to me, 
Like if, if the fans were booking the show, that would be the main event of WrestleMania. Edge's return to the ring uh, nine years later. It's been the best storyline so far compared to any other match. I mean, there's been other great uh, storylines. I think The Undertaker and AJ Styles has been a very personal, uh, pretty intriguing build thus far. I don't know what the hell a Boneyard match is, though. Uh, is, is that a Buried Alive match? I would assume so. I think there will be some dirt involved. <laughs> they gotta make it interesting no one's gonna be there i think for like the first two shows once the coronavirus outbreak hit when they were at the performance center they had uh they had chairs in the arena in the performance center and they have since taken those out i still don't know why they have the barricades it makes no sense i feel like it, there's yeah. a less chance for injury when you're like doing like those dives out of the ring uh without the barricades yeah. there's a lot more room no definitely I mean, I guess it's just, like, for the familiar feel. And also, I know, like, AEW's having, like, their superstars and even, like, their backstage personnel come out to the ring, like, as fans, just kind of, like, sitting in chairs. I know everybody, like, they're requesting that everybody stay, like, six feet apart and all that crap, but at the same time, like, at least there's somebody there clapping, you know? It's not just dead air the entire time. It's just going to be so AJF awkward. and Sean Spears, was, they were gambling the other week. Yeah. And they were betting on the matches. Why can't you have that? It's, it's just it's stuff you, you wouldn't see in WWE. You couldn't see in WWE. Why not, though? What's stopping them? Well, I, <laughs> WWE, I feel like, is just too... They're too straightforward to be... They, they, they wouldn't consider doing that. Like, you couldn't have a character like, like Darby Allen or MJF in WWE. It just wouldn't work. MJF's a stud. Let me just say that. On our WWE WrestleMania review show, MJF from AEW is a stud. Congrats to Matt Hardy, his, too. Uh, his WWE is his tough enough uh, to try out video that he sent in. He called himself uh, Maxwell uh, Fe- like Fe- Feinstein or something like that. I thought it uh, was really funny. And it showed up on my timeline from like four or five years ago. <laughs> well, he finally made it now. Big, big time in AEW. So Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, obviously the beefs between them has been happening for months. Well, what's your prediction for that match? My prediction, honestly, uh, I, I guess they're kind of saying that Dolph Ziggler and Mandy Rose are kind of a couple. I could see Mandy Rose kind of turning on Ziggler, and then you finally get that big moment between Otis and Mandy Rose in front of nobody at the Performance Center. It's only you're right. I think so. I think so. I, I think that w- that was going to be the swerve if they had the match in front of, you know, 75,000 people at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. But it's going to be awkward having nobody in, in the performance center and having them, like, make out or something. And then Michael Cole's just like, Justice for Otis! Or something stupid, you know? I don't want to hear Michael Cole play-by-play calling the, them making out. I'd rather not see them make out, to be honest. I feel like that's the big build, though. Like, they've been at this for, like, four months now. Remember remember at the Rumble when she almost got eliminated and he was just, like, under the ring waiting to, like, catch her? I thought that was very awkward. I, I think, but I think that's the point, you know? Like, a guy like him isn't supposed to have a girl like her, you know? So it's got to be awkward. It's got to be a weird fairy tale. I suppose it was like the the very least we can appreciate that there's been a build that's gone on for this long in WWE because you know it's kind of a rarity how those. Yeah, I guess so. And out of all people, Otis, it's kind of weird how he's kind of like been one of the more popular baby faces on the roster these days. I I, I wouldn't yeah. have imagined that six months, let alone four months ago. That's my prediction, though. Otis beat Ziggler, and then Mandy Rose goes to Otis in a weird, awkward uh, uh, 
culmination in front of nobody. There's a few matches on the card that I feel like they, they just threw together. Like, there's no real storyline at all. It's kind of like they're treating it like a big live event. Like, with Elias and King Corbin and then Aleister Black and Bobby Lashley. Well, they've done a few things with uh, Corbin and Elias, but uh, Lashley and, and Aleister Black has no build whatsoever. I haven't seen Lashley on TV in weeks. I mean, they kind of just dropped that entire Lashley-Lana-Rusev storyline. I mean, they're, they're still technically married on TV. Yeah, I think uh, Lana, Lana still uh, accompanies him to the ring. but Which is weird, because there's no point of it if he's not in a feud with Rusev. It really makes no sense now. They, they're kind of stuck now. Like, Bobby Lashley's kind of like between a rock and a hard place with this storyline. Because it's not going anywhere, and it's like, what are you going to do, divorce her on TV? Right. I mean, I would just say at the very least, i Bobby's just a good name to put Alistair over for Mania. I guess. I, think, they're, I think they want to put Alistair Black in as many empty arena matches as possible so that he can slap the leg even harder every time he does the black mask because it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And, and that, that's no probably... can react except for the ref. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. That's probably going to be the biggest debacle when someone completely botches a move at Mania in front of nobody. Well, yeah. it is taped, so... That is true. They already they, did it. They, they, they would have cut anything out, I would assume. Yeah, they've got to wrestle again if it's not perfect. <laughs> that you sucks. Know, are going to be able to hear the wrestlers making to each other of what move to do oh. next. <laughs> oh, God. John Cena? Yeah. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll definitely... They'll definitely quiet that down, I'm sure. So, like, those two matches, I don't even know, like, if they're even worth reviewing. Elias, King Corbin, I mean, who cares who wins that? Aleister Black, obviously, going to put over, uh, or Bobby Lashley's going to put over Aleister Black. Uh, you got the Kabuki Warriors versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross for the Women's Tag Team Championships over uh, on, was it Raw or SmackDown, those tag team champions? Those are SmackDown tag team titles, uh, right? They're, they're doing uh, both. Like they oh, they just have one, right? Yeah, they have one. Yeah. So I that's think one of those, that's one of those tag matches where, like, if you stopped watching wrestling like six months ago and then you just came back and you're like, okay, this is still a thing. It's still happening. Like, it's like you didn't even have to watch Raw or SmackDown any week and it's, it's still there. I, I feel like the whole bi- the build for this match was going to be Alexa Bliss turns on Nikki Cross or vice versa. I feel like in front of no crowd, though, you can't really have a big angle like that. I wouldn't call it a big angle either way. But still, like, even, like, with, like, the Otis and Mandy thing, like, they're not big angles, but, like, they're, they're moments in the ring that you wish, like, the crowd was there to cheer for, you know? Could you see, like, them doing a bunch of maybe, like, non-finishes and maybe if they have to stop doing, like, new new things, new, new like, content, since they've only taped it to Raw uh, this, past, this next Monday, so... Like, do you think maybe for SummerSlam, I don't know where SummerSlam is being held. Do you think they open that up to a big, big stadium in late August and, and do all these big storylines there? I don't know. I, I know, I know Summer, I know SummerSlam's in Boston this year. I don't know if they would, um, cause obviously they have all the Saudi events so that they may save big angles for those events. I don't think that they'd put like a SummerSlam or like a Survivor Series in a stadium, though, at least not now since they're already booked. And who knows if this is going to be even be over by then? You can't really like tell that far ahead right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hate to break it to you, Barkley. Uh, what else do we got? Again, my my prediction for that is 
I feel like in front of a stadium, Alexa Bliss turns on Nikki Cross and then they start a feud. Um, I could see them winning the tag team titles again. I don't. I, I really don't know. Again, that's kind of one of those matches where I don't know. I might just get up, take a pee, what they call a, a piss break match. See, I think Austin has really been the star of Monday Night Raw the past few weeks. Uh, she's really like she's doing really well in the no crowd environment. So I think they're they're gonna like try to make her more of a single star going forward, and because she's been getting the credit where her credit's due, and and I I wouldn't be upset with. Cross and the belts again. I mean, I turned on the TV like we were just home doing nothing, just like drinking or whatever we were doing. And my, me and my brother were like, hey, you want to turn on Raw? He's like, yeah, let's do it. And immediately when we turn it on, it's Asuka screaming into the mic on commentary, just whatever the hell she was screaming. I'm like, this is great, but it's kind of awkward with nobody there. <laughs> it kind of defeats the entire purpose. Like she probably went in the back was just like, that was so stupid, Vince. Like, why do I have to do any of this? Why are we still showing up for work? Everybody else is working remotely from home. They still have to show up with like a capacity of like 20 people in the performance center getting sick. Miz got sick. I think he's out of mania. That's that's the next match. I think it was the SmackDown tag team titles, the Miz and Morrison versus the New Day and the Usos in a ladder match. What's that going to be? I just, I've heard so many rumors, it's just so up in the air. Like, could could it be, like, Morrison versus, like, one member of the Dune and one member of the Usos in a triple threat in a ladder match for, like, one of the tag team titles, and then they just call themselves tag team champions? That's kind of, like, this is the most bizarre time because a lot of these matches, uh, especially one of the big main event matches, but we'll get, when we'll get to that, uh, people are, are pulling out because they're getting sick or, like, the fear of getting sick. And then the Raw Tag Team Championship match is going to be the Street Profits versus Austin Theory and uh, uh, Anel Garza. So Austin Theory is going to get a big WrestleMania moment, which is very interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think Paul Heyman was the one that pulled for that. Yeah, he's he's the chosen one. He's I've been trying to say it since he stepped into Evolve when he was nineteen. He's he's got it. He's going to be a. He's going to be WWE champion one day, Austin Theory. He's got the name for sure. I'm going to have to yeah, watch more film on Austin Theory, but if Paul Heyman sees something in him, he's, he's probably really good. Another great technical wrestling match is going to be uh, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan, which is, again, kind of one of those matches that there's really no build to it whatsoever. I mean, Daniel Bryan's kind of been grooming a stable with, uh, 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 what's his face? Blanket on the name. Uh, Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak, and then they were talking about bringing Chad Gable in as well. Which is kind of a interesting uh, turn of events for Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Title, great match on paper, but again, no real storyline. It'll be interesting to see how that one goes. I can't even tell you last time Sami Zayn wrestled in a singles match. Yeah, he won the title in a in a handicap match, right? Yeah, I know, and and he didn't do anything in that match. He just got the pin. <laughs> That's his first main um, roster title, too. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I had uh, I'd seen on Twitter where um, I think Barkley, I saw you liked it, of like a poster for a match way back when of uh, El Generico versus Brian Danielson. And now here we are. In Ring of Honor. It's crazy. Yeah. 13 years later. WrestleMania, baby. One of the more unique shows of all time. It's too big for one night. Seth Rollins, Kevin Steen, or Kevin Steen, uh, Tyler Black in Ring of Honor. It's happening in Romania now. Like, Ring of Honor is put on, if you look on their, their YouTube, uh, on like days of pay-per-views or like any big matches are announced, usually those two people who are in those big matches in WWE 
ROH will put out a video of them wrestling each other from like 15 years ago because of the wow. That's very interesting. I, I think that this is honestly, from a wrestling fan standpoint, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins is definitely intriguing. Like we've seen it before. I think, what was it, four years ago when Kevin Owens won the title, Triple H pedigreed Rollins. Uh, Jericho was involved in that feud. Reigns ended up getting involved in that feud. And now Kevin Owens, the babyface versus Seth Rollins, the Monday Night Messiah as a heel, which I think is a great gimmick. He, he needed a, a shift big time in the biggest way, in the fastest way, ends up getting it. And now this is this is another one of those matches where it's like a five-month buildup. This started way back like the night after Survivor Series, right? When Seth Rollins first turned heel. Yeah, this they, they've been doing really well with long-term booking. Getting rid of that 50-50 booking. <laughs> I think this, yeah, it was on the night after Survivor Series, and then they've had the whole six-man tag team matches where he was with Joe, he was with Big Show, he was with the Viking Raiders, uh, obviously Seth Rollins, AOP, Buddy Murphy, who's now just Murphy, because who needs first names anymore? Anthony, or Antonio Cesaro, gone. Uh, Buddy Murphy, gone. Uh, who am I forgetting? Mustafa Alexander Rusev. Alex- yeah. Mustafa got his name he back. Got his, he got his name uh, back. Ali was just oh, stupid. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. There's too many people to count. What, what's your prediction for that match? Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, again. This is honestly one of those matches, like I said, like great from like a wrestling fan standpoint, but at the same time, kind of been a played out storyline for the past four months. Like, why didn't they have a singles match at like TLC? Like, I don't know why they they they, they kind of milked this for the last four or five months. I'd say Seth gets the win here. I, I feel like the heels have a better chance of winning because there's not going to be a, too big of a reaction, yeah. any reaction at all, <laughs> uh, other than Michael Cole and, I don't know, Byron Saxton, whoever else is there. But I think, I think Seth will get it here, and maybe down the line, uh, Kay will get his big win. In front of people, yeah. Uh, of the crowd so that kind of like gets us to like the bigger uh matches on the car obviously you got uh the women's championship match over at smackdown fatal four or what is it a six-pack challenge elimination match it's bailey lacey evans tamina naomi uh, and sasha banks fatal five way yeah, it was a six-pack challenge so i got sasha banks she'll pin somebody that's not bailey and the animosity will start there, and you'll start to see the friendship break. And we'll, hopefully, we'll get another uh, Iron Woman match between Sasha and Bailey at uh, a big event at SummerSlam in Boston in front of Sasha Banks' hometown crowd. Hint, hint. Oh, that sounds too perfect. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> and it's too perfect not gonna happen so do do we all believe that this boneyard match is kind of like a buried alive match because they've never really specified what type of match a boneyard match is i want to think it's going to be some like huge like final deletion type of cinematic masterpiece i don't think they'll be in the ring or at least i, I think it'll be it'll look like a movie and something something like what did they what did they call the bray and randy match what was that House of Horrors. Oh God, no! Yeah, that was awful. Hopefully, hopefully we can get like a meet in the middle of like that and a final deletion. Yeah, but our, our biker taker came back. The American badass. But like, oh, here's yeah. the here's it's where I have a problem with this. Like, obviously, there's no crowd, so you can play off certain stuff, especially since they already taped it. They probably did a lot of stuff like that. But like, if you do that with the Undertaker AJ Styles match. 
aren't like aren't, wasn't that already the idea with the John Cena Bray Wyatt match, like the Firefly Funhouse match? It's gonna be pre-recorded like a big cinematic experience where it's going to be like four different of Bray Wyatt's characters uh, going against John Cena. Like that's not going to be in the ring. So why have two matches like that? I guess you're right. It's, it is bigger than one night. Yeah, I guess you're right. Silly me. I didn't think that one through. That's on me guys. You have Taker styles. You have your, your cinematic experience with Taker Styles on Saturday, then you got Cena and uh, uh, Wyatt on the Sunday. Uh, is this obvious? Is this kind of a obvious scenario where Taker beats Styles? You hope so. Think Styles beats Taker first. I mean, what is like Taker's like buried alive record? Isn't it? You know, he always loses that part of that deal. Yeah, I mean, I think the last buried alive match he had was with Kane, right? Like ten years ago? Yeah, uh, it's been a while. I know what he won. Like his casket match he had against was that Rusev. Right. Yep. That was that. What was that? That was one know. of the Saudi events. You just hope that, like, with the boneyard thing, you you get more than like they just they make like the kendo sticks look like bones and like the the chairs like a tombstone or something. You know. Something really lame. Yeah. Something WWE would do. I think Taker ends up winning that one. John Cena, Bray Wyatt, Firefly Funhouse. What do you think that's going to entail? I kind of think like they, they're kind of planning on uh, Bray Wyatt kind of being like the Funhouse host, like the original Bray Wyatt with the Wyatt family, or even uh, obviously the Fiend Bray Wyatt going up against John Cena in like a very, like you said, cinematic type match where it's probably going to be like the House of Horrors against Randy Orton. I feel like they'll switch it up a little bit, like... I think you'll see Bray alluding to his former selves. You'll see John Cena running into the, the little puppets, whatever they are. Uh, he'll meet Abby the Witch, Huskus the Pig, whatever. And, and it'll be, gotta be it'll a John confusing. Uh, yeah, see, there's, there's so many things you could put into it. There's it's only one way to find out. Whatever it is. There's only one way to find out. And that, that's obvious. Like, Bray Wyatt has to win that match. Yeah, there's no, like, John Cena can't that it makes no sense he wouldn't let he wouldn't let himself like win that match do you imagine the ultimate burial of bray wyatt oh my gosh this is that'll be the second time i guess we never really yeah we've never really talked about uh our takes on goldberg beating the fiend at uh super showdown the whole reason they did that was so that roman could win it at mania and now he's not even competing Uh, like this, this match, if the 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 Firefly Funhouse match could be the the uh, Universal Championship match, and and Goldberg. I don't even I don't even know who Goldberg's going to defend. I guess we'll find out on SmackDown. I I think it was going to be Braun Strowman, most likely, right? Yeah, that's that's what I'm hearing. The, like, if the Fiend still has the belt, then it adds an extra wrinkle, like John getting like you know his his last title reign that he needs. Yeah. That would have been a much better storyline going into Mania. Then you could do, uh, you could have done Roman Reigns Goldberg one on one for nothing. You know, I mean, I would, I would feel better about that match if it wasn't just, you know, they they just booked that match so that he could win the belt and so that he could win it off a bigger name. And it wouldn't have been as big of a deal of him pulling out of the match if it was just a normal one on one match. Obviously, like, spear versus spear, intensity versus intensity, whatever. Like, it's definitely a dream match, but, like, 
now that it's for one of your top titles, your top world titles, and Roman Reigns, arguably your biggest baby face in the company today, is pulling out of the match, understandably, obviously his health comes first, but now that Braun Strowman is kind of, Braun Strowman kind of has to win, right? Goldberg can't continue to be the universal champion heading into the next pay-per-view, right? No. He's not going to no, be there. Okay. I, I, he, I mean, I don't think he should be universal champion as it is, let alone defending the belt at Mania. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, this is going to be the... Braun Strowman, as much as I don't care too much about Braun Strowman, <laughs> if he's the world champion, when it's all said and done. I mean, it's so, biz- <laughs> like, so bizarre that he literally wasn't in any storyline going into WrestleMania, and now he's just going to be plugged into a world title match against a Hall of Famer, and he's just going to walk out as champion. He just got pinned by Sami Zayn. I know. Three, four weeks ago on the Elimination Chamber. Like, and now he's going to be wrestling for the Universal Championship. I guess, let's say it's not Braun, though. I mean, you guys are, you know, more versed in WWE at the moment than I am. Who, who would it be if it wasn't Braun? I feel like they have to go with a big powerhouse against Goldberg to make it believable, you know? Like, you would put, like, because Jeff Hardy just returned. I mean, that would be interesting from a fan standpoint. But, like, realistically, is Jeff Hardy going to kick Goldberg's ass? No. I mean, I'm trying to think who else it could possibly be that is kind of, like, primed and ready to be a world champion. Like, you can't put, like, the big show in there. Or, like, uh... Honestly... Why not? Right? He doesn't have a match. Triple H versus Goldberg? That'd be fun. And then, honestly, after, like, you could have a great one-off dream match at Mania for the title, and then after Mania, whoever wins, just put the title down and then have them defend it in, like, a ladder match at Money in the Bank or something. I'm all for that. That's honestly a way better option than Braun Strowman. I didn't even think Triple H. Oh, yeah, I'm... I just don't. Want, I just wouldn't want to see like the inevitable Triple H versus Roman Reigns match again. <laughs> I would just. I would from like what I had seen. I would just love for them to make like John Gray and Goldberg a triple threat for the title. But you know, if you've got the whole Firefly Funhouse thing, none of this is normal. So I guess why even think of anything in a normal way? Just you know, hopefully they do something cool and not obvious and obligatory. Yeah. Think about think about what you're saying. Goldberg's the universal champion in 2020. Nothing about this is normal. That is very ironic, though, Barkley, that he literally was brought in to become the universal champion, ending the six-month reign of Bray Wyatt and The Fiend, only so that he could be pinned by Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and then Roman Reigns pulls out of the match two weeks before. Well, I guess he made it to Mania, but then he's like, yeah, I'm not going out there and competing because I don't want to get sick. Gilbert? Then they hit complete rock bottom with that. Right. What if it's The Rock? Oh, man. And he hit the rock bottom? I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. I mean, anything like, I've never been the biggest Braun Strowman fan. I think the shtick is like, you know, so dull. And like, if you're not like an eight-year-old kid who like, you know, puts your hands up when you see him or whatever, it's like, I mean, nothing, nothing about like what he does in the ring, like makes him stand out. So like I've just never been the biggest fan of them, and I'd like to see something you know weird or different or new, and it's not really boring. You're asking you know, for too much, Hunter. Trucks over again. Yeah, that's all I want. You guys want to talk about our favorite wrestler? Oh God! Charlotte Flair takes on Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship on either Saturday or Sunday at WrestleMania. Has an opportunity. Would this count as a World Championship? Like, would she become like? 
the 13 time yes. or whatever. Uh, yes. And, and I'm all for Charlotte Flair winning this match. Interesting. Change of heart. We are not big Charlotte Flair fans here on the 50-50 booking podcast. No, no. I, and I'm a big fan of Rhea Ripley. I think she's amazing. But put Charlotte Flair in the NXT women's division right now. Don't book her, like, incredibly strong. Like, the best of women's division matches. Like, Charlotte versus uh, Candice. I just, like... What if he just like like gets buried, but then like at the end of the show you see like the myths come through like the death. Oh boy, are you talking about the Taker match? We were uh, we were talking about the history of uh, Undertaker's buried alive matches. He's only had five. What's his record? He is two and three. Right? Two and three. He lost to Stone Cold, Vince McMahon, and Kane. And he beat Mankind and the Rock and Sock Connection. So he beat Mankind twice. I feel like this is one of those situations where like a win and a loss doesn't really affect either one. I mean, obviously for Undertaker's sake, like his WrestleMania record, he only has two losses. Styles isn't necessarily one of those guys that needs one of those wins. Right. It's, it still would be something to, you know, like, cap off, you know, something to put on the end of his career, you know, out of all the things AJ Styles has done in the later years, he beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's pretty... Yeah, but remember when Triple H beat Sting at WrestleMania 31? It was kind of like a big F, like one last FU to WCW. Like, I could see Vince just, like, burying AJ Styles, like, TNA, New Japan, F the Indies. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, uh, think he'll get one more world title run or do you think he's done he'll get another world title and there's no way because he got to yeah he's he's done he's just done so much vince vince has to you know maybe maybe what if john just pulls double duty beats the fiend and then beats goldberg universal Uh goldberg comes out he's like all right open challenge (laughs) (laughs) i'd be so much again another better idea than braun Strowman. It's just not meant to be. Like, have it make sense. Find find another way. What about Becky Lynch and uh, Shania Baszler? Raw Women's Championship. Is this where uh, Baszler shines, or does Becky Lynch continue her year-long reign as Raw Women's Champion? You know, I could see it going both ways. Baszler has been dominant in the build-up ever since the Royal Rumble. She, like, she looked amazing at the Royal Rumble. And if she can go from, you know, that debut then... So two, three months later, and she's going to beat Becky for the championship. I think that would be crazy. And, you know, she's so dominant in NXT. I think they really, they see something in her, and they think she can run with it. And Becky's had a, you know, a great title run, but 
it's obvious that the steam, like the, the momentum, it's not as hot as it was this time last year. And maybe it's time for a change, and maybe the chase will be better for Becky. So my big thing, I guess this was kind of like their B plan going into WrestleMania. Like they kind of expected Ronda Rousey to make a comeback at some point. And then all of a sudden it was, was like, come back. I thought she was going to be in the rumble. I thought she was going to win the women's Royal Rumble match. And then Charlotte won. And I was like, Oh, well that stinks. But Ronda yeah, Rousey, I, I guess. Well, I, I was all for it. Cause they made Bianca Belair shine. Yeah. Baszler. Uh, like that was one of the best both rumbles I've seen in a while, and it made everyone that was supposed to look good look good. And it might have had an obvious winner, but now it sets up. She chose the NXT champion, and that's you know if it would have gone on in a in a stadium, like that would have been one of the most unique situations ever. You know, you've never seen a, a Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the developmental brand. I'm gonna, I'm gonna screw Ron SmackDown. I'm wrestling the NXT champion. Yeah. And that's going to become more of the uh, norm in years future, especially on the men's side, too, with uh, obviously Adam Cole with the NXT champion right now. He's not defending his title at WrestleMania, which is bonkers to me. Well, what they're doing is uh, every week on NXT, I don't know if it's starting tonight or... Those big matches, yeah. Next week, all uh, five or six takeover matches will be put on. One match will be put on every week on NXT. I saw her what it's uh, Dijak, Keith Lee, and uh, Damian Priest for the North American title. Oh, I believe so. And up. then you're getting Gargano versus um, Ciampa, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's in two weeks. Or what NXT puts on is going to be great. Well, no doubt. Let me see. It's just it's one of those things where, like, at this point, you know, if you're one of those guys like stuck in the mud, like Raw or SmackDown, like you know, put me in NXT, please. Like, just let me do something. I mean, Finn Balor even is kind of, like, still stuck in the mud, and he's in NXT. Yeah, he's not doing too much right now. Almost like guys are, guys are getting demoted from NXT to Raw or SmackDown. Let's see. So, the no, NXT Tampa card is Undisputed Era versus Bergerweights versus Grizzled Young Veterans, which probably can't happen now because Pete Dunn and the Grizzled Young Vets are in uh, England. Oh, it was supposed to be Finn Balor versus Walter for the UK title. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was going to be huge. They could still do that, though, in, uh, just in the UK. I think uh, I think Finn might be over there. Just stuck there waiting. Uh, Lee Priest uh, Dijakovic. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't be using the indie names on, on NXT. Um, and then a six-woman ladder match for the NXT title, or for the number one contender, to be the number one contender, and then... Gargano Champa. It's Cole and Dream. Velveteen Dream. Okay. I kind of like, I think, I think you're right though. I think Finn Balor is stuck over, uh, over the pond. Cause I remember that big meme of him holding his passport. Like what's he going to oh, yeah, do next yeah. with it? Nothing. He can't go anywhere. <laughs> so they could, they could do all of these. It'd be, it'd be interesting how it plays out over the next four or five. Six weeks. I honestly would have liked to see some of those guys like Ciampa, Gargano, Adam Cole kind of be utilized more in a WrestleMania role because they were both, they were all at Survivor Series. You know, they've both been on Raw and SmackDown too. We could for sure bump like Lashley versus Black. Yeah. No, you stop it right now, Hunter. (laughs) What did he say? He wants to take out uh, Otis and No, 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 no. You got to take out Bobby Lashley and Black and then obviously King Corbin versus Elias. 
Absolutely. Otis versus Dolph is going to main event one of the shows. I guarantee you, Saturday or Sunday. I hope. What do you think is going to be the main event of either night? Uh, I think Taker Styles will main event Saturday. Or yeah, it be a women's match just because. Just so they can say that another women's match. Yeah, none of the matches are big enough to me to main event. I don't know how you guys feel. No, if if there was going to be a match to do, it would be Rhea and Charlotte. To me, I feel like I feel like all of their big part-time men's matches are just so much bigger. Like again, to me, in front of seventy-five thousand people in Tampa Bay, Florida, I could have seen Edge versus Orton main eventing WrestleMania, just given the storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that one main eventing like Saturday night too. Do, do they ever yeah, announce like, which matches are going on which nights, or is it just going to be a free for all? I don't think they've said anything about that yet. So I, I think if they're going to do it, I think Roman Reigns versus Goldberg was gonna main event one of the nights. Unfortunately, yeah, I, th- I thought it would be Universal and WWE title main eventing both nights. I still think Universal, the, I mean the WWE title main event Sunday. Do you think that was the planned main event all along, McIntyre and Lesnar? I think so. Drew's been saying the main event, and so is Paul Heyman, like the entire time. So it has, like, it has to do at least one of the nights. Brock comes out first again, like he did last time. They wouldn't let they wouldn't let uh, Braun and Goldberg main event. <laughs> I do, I've seen crazier things. Like that's like a that, that match lasts four minutes tops, like. I want to see the over and under. Oh, I, think. I don't. I don't think it's ever. I don't think the money in the bank ending is ever going to be. Um, <laughs> I don't think the, the 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 ending to Money in the Bank last year. Watching Mustafa Ali have his fingertips on the briefcase with nobody around him. I'm like, this is a great call by WWE. Props to them. Finally utilizing one of their younger talents to hold the briefcase. It's probably going to be like a nine-month run with the briefcase as they build him up like they did with Rollins. And then you just hear Lesnar's music hit. And I'm like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. This is aw- This is awful. Uh, but at least I think I think Brock's, uh, Brock's Money in the Bank run was pretty funny. They had that part where uh, they had to make it fun. Brock, Brock didn't know that he had a whole year. Yeah, in. and when he found out, he hit Paul with the papers. He said, "I have a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that. So you didn't know." <laughs> Just to further the storyline of being a part timer and not giving a damn about the business. He doesn't watch the show. That's true. They, they put that as a storyline for a little bit. Though so yeah, I I, I, I totally believe the fact that it's probably not a storyline and he actually doesn't watch. No, there's no chance he watches the product. <laughs> <laughs> <Can you> imagine? <laughs> no, there's no way. Brock's are creative. He honestly is. <laughs> Did you see a few weeks ago when Drew McIntyre hit him with like three Claymore kicks on the stage? And, no, he, and he, no, he was like yelling at Brock and Brock's like, pick up the title. And Drew McIntyre picks it up right away. He's like, oh, sorry, Brock. Uh, I thought that was a good angle, all things considered, like with all that. But no, I think I think that the, the buildup for this match has been awesome. The the angle in the rumble was fantastic. Had me screaming. Drew had that video of him training in the Highlands in full gear. Like, Give me, give me Drew as a WWE champion right this second, please. He's got to beat him. He has to. I don't. I think that that was the plan before before the performance center came into play. But in front of an empty crowd, do you really want Drew McIntyre having that being his big moment in front of nobody yes. at the performance center? How? Yes. So do you and, think that like 
WWE is really letting like the no crowd factor like play a part into like. I, I believe it. I totally believe it. Yeah, you can't have the ba- big babyface moment in front of nobody. Imagine Kofi winning the belt last year to no fans. Imagine Hogan and Rock having that moment where they flipped who was the babyface and who was the heel in the middle of the match with no fans. Like that wouldn't happen. I love double you know? turns. Well, they're awesome. Love they're double turns. Um, those are those to me. It, unless you're right, the one of the women's matches main events. It's going to be Edge Orton on Saturday, and then Lesnar and uh, McIntyre on Sunday. That those that would be my predictions for the two main events. I suppose. I, would do you think they would do something like maybe like Saturday? They've got all the non-title on the old title. No, they'll probably mix it up no, so it's fair. Spread it out for sure, because you got to have an undercard. And you don't want to like go 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 go. They'll probably have like the like you said WWE title match in the main event on Sunday, Universal title match with Goldberg in a match on Saturday. Uh, so, like, are they planning on releasing a schedule or? I I would or, like, think so. They'll probably announce on SmackDown or sometime. Yeah, Friday. I would think so. Like, real, you're really gonna make us tune in. It'd be kind of cooler, I guess, to you know just like not tell anyone anything and just. I get. I guess you're not really screwing anybody out of seeing the, their favorite wrestlers because nobody's going. It's the ball thing, where like you roll it and you pick a number, and it's just whatever magical. That'd be cool. I'd like to see that. For, so you guys are all in agreement that Drew McIntyre should win at WrestleMania in front of nobody. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I honestly could see them having Lesnar win in a screwy way just to set up a future match where he actually wins it in front of a crowd. I guess it just depends on how long this is going to go on for. Because that's. Sooner rather than later, I, if they do, you know, if they have to cut, they cut. But you know, it, you gotta you gotta keep going regardless if there's people there or not, because you know you can't halt like booking for you know month and months. That's true. I mean, they might not even have a place to film coming up. So the the Florida governor shut us. They're restricting everything. They had a, a stay at home law until the end of the month. So, the weekly episodic television program in history could be coming to an end. When was the last time they didn't record Raw live? Uh, Last year for Christmas and New Year's. Well, they still had new shows out, though, you know? Like, when was the last time they legitimately couldn't put together a new show for you to watch on TV where they just had to play reruns? Because there's definitely been times where, like, snowstorms have hit, but they still did shows at, like, like in studio, you know? Like, they always went live with something. Yeah. I mean, they've always done something. They've always figured it out. The show must go on. I think they'll still have Raw. Like, you'll probably hear some voiceovers from Michael Cole. Uh, Maybe some, like, at-home promos. But then they'll show what they've, you know, what they've been doing, like classic, like modern classics, matches that that we've seen over the past decade, probably. I mean, and they've got plenty of, you know, back filters to just, you know, run that through as many times over as they want. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure it comes to a point where like those numbers are going to be super low, and you know, no one's going to watch old product after a while. Oh yeah. And they're going to have to make a decision. You know, we're like, you see, we're like with the UFC, like, you know, Dana pushed and pushed and pushed to keep shows going on, and now everything's getting canceled and pay per views are getting canceled. Like, you admire, like, the whole show must go on attitude, but at a certain point, it's, you know, it's not worth it. Can you tell that to Vince McMahon? Yeah, seriously. Was, it's yeah, getting everybody sick. I got you. 
The Miz is sick. Roman's pulling out because he thinks he might get sick. Obviously, he's got the low immune system. But uh, So Lesnar going to drop the title to McIntyre at Mania. That's what you think. And then Edge Orton, to me, I feel like this whole buildup is for Edge's big uh, nine-year wait to finally get in the win column and then go on to fight you know, like a Rollins at SummerSlam or a Styles at SummerSlam. He's probably going to get a lot of dream matches out of the way after this fight with Orton. He was always high on uh, on Bray Wyatt's Fiend character on his podcast. That would be a, doing it, so just like I the, the enraged like Edge versus the Fiend. Be awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and I mean, give me another one of those cinematic matches. I love them. I love those. That's all we're going to get. I, I want two of them this weekend. And I want another one after that. <laughs> That's You'll get one Saturday and one Sunday. And if I don't, if the Boneyard match is just like in the ring with like a shovel and some dirt, I'm not going to be very happy. If they have like actual bones, I'm not going to be happy <laughs> unless they use them to, to hurt each other. Nightmare in the Museum type stuff? I mean, we'll see how it goes. It, it's, they, it's not, it's weird to have two, two like, weird stipulation matches like this that we've never seen before. It's going to be interesting to have a last man standing match in front of nobody. It's going to be really, yeah, really yeah. loud. It can just be a shoot, honestly. Just have him actually, like, do it. <laughs> it's the death. Someone call New Jack. That'd be interesting. Get Butterbean back in there. Get the dark side of the ring people in. Start start filming for their next documentary 10 years down the road. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. When WWE didn't shut down during the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> Everybody got sick. Uh, Last healthy one standing. Until someone gets the virus. <laughs> it's probably going to be Vince, too. Last healthy one standing. That's incredible. I watched a, a Game Changer wrestling show a few weeks ago, and uh, Joey Janela wrestled a guy named Jimmy Lloyd in a social distance match. And they, they did everything that you would normally see in a wrestling match, but six feet away from each other. <laughs> I got to watch that, like, right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Uh, just look up social distancing match GCW. I'm sure I'm sure it'll come up, but no, that was great. They stayed at a safe social distance, and they still had a good match. Well, that's WrestleMania 36. The one last thing we got to talk about, though, did you guys see Rob Gronkowski's entrance? Rob Gronkowski is going to host WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday at the Performance Center. But did you guys see his debut entrance on SmackDown? Yes, he was having a good time. It was awful. <laughs> that was the worst entrance in WWE history. He, and he started uh, humping the, the ring post. <laughs> yeah, pole dancing with the ring post. And let, let's forget uh, about Mojo Rawley's new dark character. Let's just bring him back as the hype man for Rob yeah, Gronkowski. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's just a he's he, him and Zach Ryder need to get back together. What were they called? The hype bros. The hype bros. He's just a hype bro again. You gotta think they'll be a tag team one day. Is a Ryder and Hawkins yeah. still a tag team? Yeah, I was talking about Gronk and, and uh, Gronk and Mojo. Gronk should That's challenge Goldberg. Gronk will Gronk will end up wrestling at some point. And I think he'll start out by being a tag team in a tag team with Mojo just to protect him because I'm sure he'd be a, a liability in the ring, maybe. Well, I can't wait for that. I think, Again, I think he's going to start shoot. I on- <laughs> Could you imagine? I, I, I honestly would love to see Gronk take on Goldberg more than Braun Strowman. Oh, what if that's the match? Gronk's the universal champion. They're putting Gronk over, too. Is that is that worse or better than David Arquette winning the WCW title? Better. Better. 
Okay. That's better. Okay. It's much better. So We've again, a it's a two night event. It's Saturday. It's Sunday. Bigger, or what is what's the tagline? It's too big for one night. Too big for one night. Too big for one night. They were gonna have one night with a capacity of seventy five thousand people at Raymond James Stadium. Now they're gonna have it in two nights, three hours each, presumably in front of nobody, in front of Michael Cole, Byron Saxton, and Corey Graves. WrestleMania 36, don't miss it. There's only one way to find out what happens. This was episode 176, presented by Boys Belly Up Sports. Be sure to follow Belly Up Sports at, you guessed it, Belly Up Sports. We are what they aren't. Hit it, Hootie. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.